Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's Rained Out Rantcast. I'm your host, Chris. On today's episode, I've got author Micah Dank. He's here to talk about his six-part series called Into the Rabbit Hole. Uh, it's now available on Amazon. We'll talk a little bit about the first book that's out now called Beneath the Veil. Um, we talk about astrotheology, mythology, uh, the Bible, and, and, a, uh, and a range of uh, esoteric topics. Enjoy. Uh, we're here with uh, Micah Dank. Uh, he's the author of the series Into the Rabbit Hole. And uh, he's got the debut book, uh, Beneath the Veil, is available now on uh, Amazon and uh, other places. Uh, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself in a... Yeah, sure. So that's true. Into the uh, Beneath the Veil is out there, but my second and third book are also out in public now too. Oh yeah. So I have two and so I have one through three out. It's a six book series. Sweet. (laughs) Where all all can uh, people get that book? So so you can go to you. So here's the thing: you can go on Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, wherever you get the books, Apple, whatever you want to do. Or you could find me at Twitter and Facebook at Micah Dank. And uh, if you want signed copies or you want to get digital copies through me, um, we we work something out. You just shoot me a message or follow me. You know, I'll reach out to you, and then then we can work something out. Because I do I do send signed copies too. Sweet, sweet, yeah. Because that Amazon's gonna take their pennies from there, right? Oh yeah, take their fucking cut. uh so so uh what's what's the series about so it's about something called astro well all they're very dan brown like okay the books they're very da vinci code angels and demons type stuff the first two books are about the jesuits and the roman catholic church and they're what they've actually hidden and um the second book is about also the capstones of the pyramids but basically, it's all about something called astrotheology, which is basically just the uh, the science behind the zodiac. Is the best way that I could describe it. It's like the mythology of the zodiac. Yeah. And what? Uh, how deep does it go as far as uh, as far as it's basically the symbolism? Yeah, it's the symbolism. I go into Bible codes. Uh, there's plenty of codes out there that are astrotheology or astrology or astronomy in nature mm-hmm. in the Bible that people don't even realize that they're there, but they're hidden. And uh, my book series is basically just to expose this. Yeah, to me, the Bible to me is uh, astro- astrologically metaphorical. Right. Right. Uh, yes. The The... Old Testament seems to be about because uh, do you go through the old all the way through the new? Uh, or- oh yeah, I give examples of the old and the new. I go into Revelation, I go into Deuteronomy, the Book of Job, the Book of Genesis. Absolutely, sweet, sweet. So, what a uh, what a uh, so tell us a little bit about the how the symbolism in, uh, of the the zodiac it plays into the Bible there. Yeah, so what I would have to do is I'd have to go through the first 12 signs of the Zodiac, or, or the 12 signs of the Zodiac, I should say. Um, is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. All right, so I'm just going to go over this. Uh, so the, 
the um, we'll start with Aquarius, which is represented by the man with the water pitcher. Then Pisces is the sign of the two fish in the water. Then Aries is the ram. And in Aries, you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox, which is a 12-hour day and a 12-hour night. It's also the Passover, or astrotheologically speaking, it's the passing over of the sun over the equator and back on its way to its height at the summer solstice. In Christianity, the Passover is changed and called the resurrection of God's son, S-U-N. So it's two different sayings, but it means the same thing. Yeah, there's a you lot know? just going on in the Passover there. Yep. Yeah. It's why the Jews smear the lamb's blood on the door to protect them from God's wrath, because they're the people of Aries. It's why they blow the ram's horn at the sky, because that's the ram in Aries. Uh, it's Aries worship. That's what it is. And then Taurus is the bull. Yep. And when you look at the sky and you see Taurus uh, during the season, you see Taurus in the sky, then you know you're supposed to put the plow on the bull, because that's the time where you're supposed to... And you're talking about um, constellations. When you see Taurus right. constellation in the sky. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. So you're supposed to put the plow on the bull when you see the bull in the sky so that you can plant the seeds so you can harvest in Virgo and Libra. Uh, I'll get back to that in a minute. But uh, Gemini is the two signs of the twins. Cancer is the crab. It's the sideways moving creature. So what the sun does is it rises a degree on its axis <clears throat> starting on December 25th. It stops on June 21st, and then for three days, it rises at the same exact degree. So technically, it's moving sideways. And then on June 25th, it lowers a degree and then continues to lower a degree until December 21st, which is the winter solstice. December 21st is the lowest that the sun is ever going to get. And then for three days after that, it stays at that low point, which is why they said God's sun was dead for three days. Yeah, and like then it comes. Yeah. The uh, Horus or Ra or whatever goes to the underworld too, because it's all this like double entendre stuff, right? It's right, exactly. In their mythology: uh, the sun's going to the underworld during that time, <clears throat> right? Yeah, exactly. And then on December twenty fifth, his birthday, he comes back up a degree, and then he continues to rise. So that's what the sun does every single day. Yeah. Yep. The sun, yep. It sets and rises. I mean, it could be seen as it dies and it's reborn every day, basically. Exactly. Life, it uh, it gives life. It uh, I mean, just the sun alone, the fact that you can absorb uh, like uh, vitamin D from the sun. That's your, your the biggest source of uh, vitamin D is the sun itself. That to me is just wild. You know, that mm -hmm. stuff through the air. It gives you vitamins. It gives you substance. Uh, it it it. Yeah, I mean, this is what, what it, what it's all about, right? Exactly. So the next sign is Leo, which is uh, the king. Um, Leo is the king. Um, the ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. So when God's in his kingdom, they're talking about the sun and Leo. Virgo is the woman holding the wheat stalk. So you remember before when you say you plant in Taurus. Mm -hmm. Well, basically, in, in Virgo, the virgins would come out and cultivate the wheat. That's why it's the woman holding the wheat stalk. And what they do is they would make the bread at that point. Then Libra is the justice, the scales, the balance, the just one. And the reason it's the justice is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox and begins its descent into winter. 
And uh, the Jews always celebrate the new year on the fall equinox. Libra is also wine season. So when you plant for the grapes in Taurus, you harvest them in Libra and then you make the wine. So you have the bread and the wine, which are the symbols of Christianity, which is Virgo and Libra. Also, um, Libra is the, the scales, it's the balance, it's the judge one, it's the judgment. It's the judgment. So that's why the Jews have their Day of Atonement, which is Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, that they're being judged mm-hmm. in Libra too. So Scorpio is the scorpion, and he's known as the betrayer. And the reason he's the betrayer is because when a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like two lips. It's why the mafia has the kiss of death, and it's why uh, Jesus was betrayed by Judas with a kiss. Because Judas is Scorpio, and Jesus is the sun. So the sun is judged in Libra, and it's betrayed in Scorpio. And finally in Sagittarius, it's the guy on the horse with the bow and the arrow, shoots the bow and the arrow into the sun and kills it. Um, in the Bible, it's translated as a spear going into the side of God's son. Uh, and I'll show you the passage where that comes from. <clears throat> and this is where the sun dies. And we already went over December 21st and Sagittarius being the death of the sun, right? And then it's dead for three days. And then it comes back to life December 25th. That's the first day of Capricorn. And Capricorn is the goat. So those are the 12 signs. So do you have any, uh, any, any general questions? No, I, the, uh, the Judas kiss, I always, I always seen uh, Jesus as a shapeshifter. Really? I always, I always see, I always think we're, I, I think we're at a simulation too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the walking. We could, we could be in a, we could be in a simulation, but I'm fully confident that 99% of the people in the Bible were never existed. They're just stories. Yeah. 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 They didn't exist. They didn't exist, but I, I, Feel it's, he's somewhat portrayed as a shapeshifter. In what way? And then, and then with, uh, with, with, oh, uh, uh, now I just lost my train of thought there. Oh, Zeus and Jesus, right? They have this. They share parallel stories, right? Right. Well, <laughs> Jesus shares a parallel story with with Osiris, with Horus, yes, with, yeah, uh, with many deities, with many deities. And I know that Zeus, he shapeshifts because he turns into a white bull to take Europa, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there was a there was a script that was found, a scroll that was found in like 1912, I think it was. Okay. That uh, I had it written down. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, J.P. Morgan was digging for excavating in Egypt, and they found this uh, 1,400-year-old uh, scroll. Siri? Circe? Siri, I think it was. Oh, I'm not sure. And he having a dream or having a vision of Jesus uh, transforming into an eagle. Well, that makes sense. And I because... feel like the, 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 the soldiers, the Roman, they didn't know what Jesus looked like because he could change forms. And Judas had to give him a kiss. To... Huh. Well, if you're talking about the eagle, um, 
And you're talking about Jesus as the sun being in different signs. Mm -hmm. The Scorpio, scorpion, uh, in metaphysical astrology, its evolved form is the flying eagle. Yes, yes. Uh, on um, microaggressions with Charlie Robinson, I heard you say something about that. And that's right. when I looked up Habib uh, Namagab. Uh, I can't say his fucking name. But Habib <laughs> uh, from the UFC. And because he's known as the eagle, the golden eagle. And, oh, the flying eagle. Uh, the flying he's known eagle. as the flying eagle. Yeah, the flying eagle. And uh, he's a Scorpio, and I just thought I just found that interesting that you said that, and then yeah, and then thinking about you know the Jesus or Judas kissing Jesus in it was in the house of Scorpio, right? Yep, that's another. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter that it was in the house of Scorpio. Well, it's just uh, the, the, well, the, it, it metaphorically the, would. Jesus is the Son, and he's in the house of Scorpio. He's being betrayed. Yes, and. Uh, and also metaphor with the metaphor with, with the scorpion be able to transform into the eagle or kind of the phoenix because the eagle is basically the phoenix, right? No, the eagle transforms again into the phoenix. Okay, okay. And the phoenix is the story of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's born. Yeah. It's 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 on fire just like the sun. It dies into its own ashes and then it's reborn. Yes, and it, it comes back to life. And. And the Bible's all about the light, and uh, and if you get, even he's the light of the world. You yeah. know that he's the, he's the light of the world. Yep. And and whose God is it? Back uh, Jordan Maxwell, I, he said. I heard him when he said, uh, "Whose son is it? It's God's son." So I mean, it's right, yep. it's right there. And then if you take it even further back, and you get into uh, like the Canaanites and how they worshipped uh, uh, El, uh, right? That being Saturn, Saturn as God. Well, it goes even further than that. Michael, Rachel, Ezekiel. Yeah. You, I can give you hundreds of names with, with L at the end of it. Yep, yep, all those are L's. I was reading Enoch, and yeah, all the uh, L's. Those are most of the names in Enoch are L names, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It, it's absolutely very deep. And like, what's more about the the story, how it, ties in with uh, the book and the characters that, that you wrote. Oh, in my book series? Yeah, you want... So there's biblical code that they uncover that basically uh, cryptograms and anagrams, they're biblical passages that they decode as right. they go along. And um, so the story, they have storylines, each book, of course. You know, they're fiction stories. Mm -hmm. But... Um, the codes that they uncode are true biblical codes. Like undeniable biblical codes. I can go over some. All right. So did you hear me on Charlie talk about pride comes before the fall? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So explain it to your listeners what that means. If you were, if you were to take it literally. If you were to take it literally is your pride comes uh, that just uh, pride or hubris, I guess comes before your fall as far as being prideful and just big you're, you're you're bound to fall i guess right exactly but a group of lions is called the pride also mm -hmm. and lion is leo and leo is in july august which is before the fall so you see how that's built into it yeah kind of like it's kind of like underneath the first meaning yeah that's just when you get into this stuff and you start to understand it and then you take it further and you start to understand like etymology and where yeah. the words come from. And then you realize like 
how many layers there are just of everyday words you right know, how, how just in the word the is almost a worship almost a, a praise to god in itself in spanish the word the is what l right right just in that everyday language and and um uh, in spanish uh, l is the male l l l in spanish is the male uh it's the male form right exactly el, ca el capitan yes the 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 male form the bull basically because the bull is the male the bull is the god the bull is the the male spirit right and then right. and everything goes back to uh everything goes back to the bull worship in the earliest forms you can go to the egyptians yeah. their hieroglyphs they have bulls right with, now uh, like their with their horns and their yeah with bulls yeah. with their horns and the sun in between it because i'm telling you they're worshiping the sun in taurus because the, the egyptians were the people of taurus Mm -hmm. we're, whereas we're the people of Aquarius and the end of Pisces. Yeah. I, it's same as like uh, in Spanish, Jesus, it's Jesus and Jesus right. Jesus are, you know, they're, they come from, if you pass that story down and down, it, it's just a retelling of the same story. Exactly. Um, another one is in the book of Micah, which is my namesake. Um, he predicts that the, the savior will come from a town called Bethlehem. And in Hebrew, Bethlehem is two words. It's bet, which means house and lechem, which means bread. Well, we just went through the 12 signs. The house of bread is Virgo, the virgin. So the savior will come from a virgin. So you see how that's kind of just slid in there too. Yeah. And, uh, Bethlehem uh, bread is also a symbol for God itself. So, I mean, yep. the house of God, you know, Jesus was born in the house of God, mm -hmm. Jesus. And back to the because the Zodiac, you're talking about the animals. It's the animal house, the Zodiac. It's literally in the, yeah. there, the zoo. Uh, and uh, it, Jesus was born in a house and each house is what? 30 degrees is correct. Um, and just the story of Jesus being born in a manger. The word manger has ang in it, ang being the, the bull, uh, being born in a stable. You know, I mean, it's all it's it's all so metaphorical and people take it literal and people take right. it literal. And uh, there's wars and bloodshed over it. It's right. It's pretty wild. It, yeah, it's it's unfortunate is what it is. The fact that people take this stuff literally down to straight uh, sun worship. Sun worship. Uh, I mean, just in the name, in the word religion, you have Ray, which is Ra, which is the sun, right? Mm -hmm. Legion of Ray. It's a it's a legion of it's a sun legion, uh, right? Which doesn't like faith and religion to me. It's two different things. There. I mean, people can have faith in you know a higher power, or God, or whatever helps them get through the day and be a better person, you know. But religion. Yeah. Is used as a control mechanism. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It thumbs it down. Yeah, and uh, people take it completely literal. It's been transcribed and muddied up for thousands of fucking years. It's very true. You, you, you got other scriptures there? Yeah, of course. One sec. 
They're going to get a little longer though. So I'm going to actually have to read these directly. Hold on. <coughs> so I'm going to give you an example. Well, you can go by the names of God too. I mean, the names of Jesus, right? You have Capricorn, which is the goat. Mm-hmm. And he's called the scapegoat of Israel. Yeah, and you have the Capricorn that's in Capricorn. Um, what constellation? Cap- Capricornus? Capricornus? I think it okay. is. <clears throat> is the, the actual, the full name of it, I think? Capricornus. But Cronus is right in the name of Capricorn. Right. Being the sun. You have the, the man sign, which is Aquarius, the man with the water pitcher. He's known as the son of man. Mm-hmm. You have Pisces, the two fish. He's known as the fisherman of men. It's also why he fed the masses with two fish. He fed them with two fish and five loaves of bread. He multiplied them. Two fish is Pisces, and the loaves of bread are Virgo with the wheat stalk, and they're opposing signs. So that was chosen on purpose. And uh, in Ram, the Ram in Aries, he's known as the Lamb of God. In Leo, he's known as the Lion of Judah. The lady holding the stalk of wheat in Virgo, he's born of a virgin, and he's called the bread of life. You know, you have Libra, which is the scales of justice. He's known as the just one. And it's why he's worshipped on the sun day. The mm-hmm. sun day, because he's he represents the sun. Yeah, it's right there. And the start of the week is actually Sunday. Yep. That the Sabbath is for Saturday, you know? Right, that, that goes back to Saturn worship. That's the Saturn mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And Mondays after the moon, men, moon, mm-hmm. menzies, menstrual cycle comes from the word menzies, right? Right. Yep. This The word sin comes from moon itself, just from men. And that's where you get the word lunatic and like, you know, just from the lunar pole. Right. Just, I, I love etymology and this type of shit. Uh even though we might be in assimilation and, you know, there might not be any fucking space. Uh, that might be why it's called a constellation, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if the shit's all uh, up and up and we're not in assimilation, I love this shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it. I think it's real, to be honest with you. Um, in it's Deuteronomy real. 30, in Deuteronomy 32. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to read this to you and you're going to be able to pick out all the signs just by what I've told you so far. It says he gave them honey from the cliffs and olive oil from the rocky ground. He gave his people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. He gave them lambs and goats. They had the best rams from Bashan and the finest wheat. They drank the best wine made from the juice of red grapes, but Jeshurun became fat and kicked like a bull. So you see how they're all. That was pretty much all of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> That was all of them starting with, uh, what was the first one there? Well, you got honey from the beehive. So in, in the constellation Cancer, you have something called the beehive cluster, mm-hmm. uh, which is a group of stars. It's an asterism, which is like a closely knit group of stars, and it's called the beehive cluster. So there's where you get the honey. And then uh, <clears throat> he gave people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. The butter and the milk comes from the Milky Way galaxy, whose center is in Sagittarius. So if you go from the beehive cluster, which is Cancer, to Sagittarius, you have the land of milk and honey. All right. Yeah, I found that uh, St. Cyril, is. uh, they were digging up in Egypt in 1910, J.P. Morgan was. 
there's a scripture that has uh, Jesus morphed into an eagle or something like that. Hmm. Just more of a, I don't know, I think he was a shapeshifter. He could walk on water. Mm-hmm. Things that uh, food, you know. Okay. If we do well, <laughs> this this one, um, Revelation four seven, the first living creature was like a lion. That's Leo. The second was like an ox. That's Taurus. The third had a face like a man. That's Aquarius. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. And that's Scorpio. Those are the four fixed signs of the zodiac. And so you have the so- the cross right there, right? Well, the, the cross is the solstices and the equinox, is they form a perfect cross through the zodiac. Mm-hmm. Um, but what this does is it forms an X through the cross, okay. a perfect X. All right. X marks the spot, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, in Revelation 12, there's another one. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain. She was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its heads. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. So you have a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun. So that's the sun in Virgo, metaphorically. And if the sun's in Virgo, then the moon would be directly under her feet. That makes sense. And then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous dragon. And the constellation Draco is known as the dragon. And its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky. So Draco's tail actually goes from Aries to Sagittarius. That's a third of the zodiac. So its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky. He always took that as like a a, a Nibiru reference uh, as far as the planet X and the dragon. But now that you explained it as like a constellation, yeah, that that makes way more sense than my... <laughs> <laughs> because I know that uh, in Revelation when it talks about the water turned like red to rust, like to a rust or blood or whatever. Right. Red like rust. Uh, it's when, I don't know if you've ever studied anything about Planet X, but if Planet X was moving, it would be like moving like a comet, so it would have a tail and it'd be dragging stuff with it, kind of like how we're supposed to be moving through space like a corkscrew. Right. I guess that's the only way to really explain it is there, the, the sun is flying through space and we're just corkscrewing behind it. Right? That sounds about right. I That's like the only way. I mean, a lot. you really have to see the visual of that. Because all through school and stuff, you know, we were taught, like, there's rings around the sun. And, you know, we're kind of on this plane that's, we won't say flat, right? As far mm-hmm. as the plane of the solar, the, 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 the solar system. Mm-hmm. But, uh. When in actuality, we're supposed to be flying through space at an extreme speed, and basically, mm-hmm. we're corkscrewing in the tail of the of Jesus right now. We are in the cloak of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, uh, that's how I guess to describe it is when you describe it, it's, it's like we're in a corkscrew. So, Nibiru would be coming through kind of the same way, and it so it's supposed to have a couple planets with it which i guess would be you could consider heads 
But when you explain it as the constellation, that does. Make, I mean, we don't have any actual proof of Nibiru yet. Right. It's supposed to come every, what, 3,600 years? Something like that. I, I just, when ancients are talking about these stars, that's all they had to study were stars. I don't think a lot of people understand that when they turn the lights out, they see some stars. But then when the light, you know, at night, that's all they had was stories mm-hmm. by the fire and the stars, which in some places... If you can get far enough out, you can see what, what I'm talking about. Just the, the, you can see the rim of the Milky Way. There's so m- much in the sky and so much happening. And <clears throat> back then they didn't have satellites and shit like that, you know? So anything moving in the sky was not a, a satellite or some mm-hmm. Starlink. Right now we have all this pollution in the air. You can't even see it. But back then they didn't. Oh, yeah. And that's all they had. They had, they had the stars. Um I seen something about uh, in your book Navajo, Navajos, uh, their hair, something yes. like hair being antenna. They believe. Mm-hmm. What what's what's that about? So basically, that's in my first book. Um, they used to what what they did was basically the Indians had long hair, mm-hmm. right? The, the Navajo Indians had long mm-hmm. hair. And they were able to sense when something was coming up behind them faster than people who had shaved heads did. Oh, shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it was like an extra sense. Yeah. Um, you go back into the Bible, you talk about the story of Samson. He loses his power when she cuts his hair, when Delilah cuts his hair. Mm. So they have that in there. Um, but yeah, no, that's where that comes from. Um, so basically, they ended up cutting their hair and they lost their power. But, you know, basically, I mean, I heard, that's, yeah. I can't remember where I heard this from, but Native Americans, when, uh, you know, I don't know if it's true how they would raise their hand and say how or when they did greetings. Mm-hmm. I don't know which every tribe did that. or, or mm-hmm. But uh, that was to see if they had six fingers. Really? Because the Nephilim have six fingers, six toes like Goliath. Goliath well, six fingers is actually a dominant trait in the human genome. Isn't it is a dominant trait in the human genome? It's just that it, the the recessive gene, which is five fingers, is a lot more prevalent. So usually your recessive genes don't really show, but you, you go to like the Amish all the time, where they're in with where they're inbred, the Kentucky people, every they have six fingers. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm gonna have I I'm, I'm, I'm gonna write that down. If I... <laughs> okay, I did not know that. That Amish people, some have six fingers. All right. Yeah. And that, what's crazy is if that's a dominant trait, but that's looked at as like a mutant type. Correct. Right. Formity. But I don't think a lot of people, I mean, because, right, Goliath, from the story of David and Goliath, Goliath had six fingers, six toes. And I just had heard that the reason that uh, Native Americans would greet people that way is to see if they had the sixth finger. I mean, it makes sense. I've just never heard that before. It does. Then there's then we have to go into the aliens because Nephilim. I don't know if Nephilim are really aliens or. I mean, we would be the aliens. We're we're mm-hmm. aliens, I would assume. <laughs> and I believe, you know, if you take the story of Adam and any truth of that about the perseverance. 
or preservation of the blood of Adam, because that's what it, mm-hmm. it all seems to be, is preserving the blood of Adam, the, this, the, the pure blood of Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, all the way to Noah, because Enoch is Noah's grandfather, right? Yeah. Because uh, uh, I believe Enoch, Enoch is alive. Is, no, Methuselah is, is, Methuselah is uh, Noah's grandfather. Enoch, I think, is Methuselah's grandfather. Okay, because I, I think when I did like, uh, was Enoch alive during the flood? No, because he lived how many years? I did this whole thing on it. I think I thought Enoch would have been alive. A couple of them would have been alive. Adam, I think, would have almost been alive during the flood. That's what. Well, Enoch was brought to heaven. He didn't die. Enoch was the only person who, the only story in the Bible from first person, isn't it? Well, the reason I think that the book of Enoch was removed from the Bible is because it openly talks about astrology in the Bible, whereas all the other books hide them in codes like I've been giving you. Yeah. Like they openly talk about astrology and, and and who taught what in astrology and who taught the patterns of the moon and who taught the constellations and they openly talk about it in Enoch. I mean, it's still in the Ethiopian Bible, the Book of Enoch. Mm-hmm. And Enoch, he he was the only one taken to heaven. Taken, God showed, I guess, showed him what was up. I think it's him and Elijah. Elijah was taken to heaven too. All right. And but able to come back and return and write this book. Is I'm not really Enoch sure how that works. Enoch, because uh, I think I don't that believe so. Enoch was the only book uh, mm-hmm. in the Bible that would have been written pretty much first person. Because even like uh. Matthew and the the books in the the New Testament. They're written by Matthew and them, right? But they're not, but they're from hand-me-down stories. Everything's a hand-me-down story in the the Bible. Everything's a hand-me-down story. That's right. See, the Bible's not to be taken literally on any shape or form. Oh, no, no, I wasn't taking it literally. I was just taking it as they had removed the the books of Enoch because, yeah, like you said, they, they talk about the stars and the constellations, and they—they, they, it's talked about openly. I, I think he talks about it in there. Right, about, that's sacred knowledge that that, yeah, that yeah, the yeah. the masses are not supposed to have. Yeah, and they call it agnostic, agnostic, right? Yeah, yeah. I, it's uh, it's the same with like the Vatican. You know, I mean, they hold so much information from people, and people have no no clue. And you can find the information, you know. But nobody wants to look for it either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, well, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, the Vatican itself, the 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 libraries, and the Vatican, I I think needs to be completely dissolved, and all the fucking libraries open. Yeah, that would cause a pretty big problem. Oh man, and what I mean, then again, what would people do with? The knowledge, really, you know? See, that's the problem, is groups of people are panicky, dumb, stupid animals. Mm-hmm. Whereas individuals are smart. Mm-hmm. You know? 
that's 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 the problem is that as groups grow collective iq drops they start to speak in sound bites and catchphrases start to only that's why the news that's why the news works so well yeah the news is literally spellbinding i mean it's broadcast it's <laughs> it's right in the wording and that's the thing is people don't people need to learn etymology and this astrology and this old stuff to understand what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, just, just take Hollywood, for example, Hollywood, right? If you go back to magic wands of, of the Druids and the pagans, and they would use the tree of the, the Holly tree, right? Right. The wands right there. Hollywood, it broadcast spells with the, I mean, it's right in the, in, in the fucking wording. Like television, lie is right there, right in the word. Yeah, and they're able to yeah. use words and weaponize words, and they've got this crazy double speak shit happening right now. Here's an example. I don't know if you've heard of this COVID shit going on, but uh, <laughs> they announced that uh, I think yesterday or the day before that if you've gotten your second uh, shot, COVID vaccine shot and you're 14 days out, you don't need to quarantine if you come into contact with someone with COVID, but you still need to wear a mask, social distance, and not try to try not to come into contact with them, right? Because okay. 14 days to be fully immune. Fully immune, they use those words. And then it says, but if that second shot is older than three months, then you must quarantine because you're probably not fully immune. Like, what the oh, fuck wow. is happening here? <laughs> well, that's what happens well i mean i don't really talk about vaccines or i don't really talk about politics to be honest but um yeah does. i just seen that in the news and i was trying to read the article and i was like what in the fuck like wait a minute so i have to wear the mask if i go get this but then after three months am i gonna die what the fuck is happening anyway <laughs> but <laughs> there's so many uh like uh, hidden meanings to things, just in right. the, the the language they use and stuff like that. Um, I can't remember. I, I heard you on. Uh, it might have been on Charlie Robinson. Might have been on another one where you talked about the revelation of the method. Yes, where they have to show you what they're doing. Mm -hmm. they, they have to show you what they're doing, and then if you let it happen to yourself, it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a code. It's not morals. It's just a code. Like uh, these uh, sick fucks have codes, and uh, follow them. Or I don't know. Satan gets pissed or something. I don't know who gets mad. It's actually it. It's supposed to reverse their karma. Is what it's supposed to do. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So they're they're out there telling people what they're doing, and then they're doing it like, straight in the face telling what is going on <laughs> and nobody's yeah. picking up on it uh and and take little uh just the 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 meaning of the sheep and the flock and the shepherd you know and uh the blind sheep being led by the shepherd right took, you know when they first cloned when they announced they had cloned a living thing the first time they used a sheep a lamb right Right. And then uh, when they revealed that they had the uh, artificial womb, what was in that bag? A lamb. 
a sheep. Mm-hmm. We're definitely in a simulation. I mean, they're... <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for them to come out and say, yeah, we're 3D printing people, you know, which they already are because they, I seen an article where they had 3D printed tiny hearts and they've 3D printed tiny brains. But then the tiny brains started firing like regular brains and they're like, oh, we got to smash these little brains. Really? Yeah. Because people don't understand how like far ahead they are than us. Yes, like medical malpractice might be the third leading cause of death in the United States of America. But that doesn't mean behind the scenes they ain't got super soldiers and shit. Right. You know, they're, they're 20, 30 years ahead of us. I've seen videos of the Germans uh, and the Russians back in World War II <clears throat> where they had taken and decapitated a dog and then hooked up basically bloodlines into its arteries that could pump oxygenated blood. And the thing was alive for a couple hours. How yeah. Then they sew a dog's head on another dog. They did. They did it with a monkey, but the, it didn't live very long because they can't figure out how to uh, fuse the spinal cord. They were supposed to, uh, in Russia, they were supposed to do a head transplant two years ago. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And my thing when they said that they were going to do that is like, if they, I thought he's going to be quadriplegic. Well, if, if, yeah, because that's what they said. Their, their one hang up is being able to get the spine to fuse. And they said they had figured it out some sort of paste that's like a, a stem cell type paste, I guess, that your, your, your things will go back together. Uh, which is crazy when you get into like just uh, transplants of organs and shit. But uh, with the head thing, it's like, I thought like if they were able to pull this off, where the fuck are you going to get the bodies at? Yeah. You know, because you you don't want a a body that just died from cancer, right? You don't want a body that just got mangled in a car accident. You don't want a body that just, you know, you would need Mm -hmm. like suicides. You know, or even even old age doesn't help. Yeah, old age doesn't help. So they would have to be three D printing bodies, and it wasn't too. It had to have been in the same year when they were talking about doing this that they announced that they had did those three D printed hearts, and that they've got this uh, thing they this uh, type of cell stuff that they use that comes from like a pig pancreas and a pig cells. That they okay. can build basically scaffoldings to like, uh, let's say someone needs a, a trach, like an esophagus uh, transplant, which seems right. crazy, but people get throat cancer. And I seen where someone had that done and they build basically a scaffold and they put in this uh, cellular stuff in there that then binds to the person's cells and basically builds around that uh, like biodegradable uh, scaffolding an esophagus. They're so far fucking ahead. Like it's yeah. Where you think you are with like science, technology, or whatever, what they release, we're like fifty years behind what uh, they actually have. You're so. I, I was listening to a, a, a podcast, a really big name, Joe Rogan, and he was saying they don't really. This is just like last year, and he was like, they don't really. You, they're not really that far ahead of us. And it's like, what the fuck kind of crazy shit are you talking about? You know for a fact that they're way... Bob Light Lazar or whatever was on his show and then going to say, you know, that the military's technology is not that far ahead. Like, 
Joe Rogan's losing his fucking mind. <laughs> I'll have to bleep that out because we'll get fired. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so people can find you on Twitter and uh, you don't have Twitter and Facebook at Micah Dank. And uh, just friend me, follow me. You know, I'll reach out to you, see if you're interested in signed copies. If you're interested in digital copies, you can get them through me. Um, that's that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, and you said the the first three books of the series, they're out now, right? Correct. We book four is coming out March fifteenth, so in like a month. Book four. Uh, are you going to have those on Audible or anything? You think? Yeah, we just signed a contract to have the largest Audible producing company make them. We signed for the first two books. Really? Yep. That'll be sweet. I know that people love the Audible Audible books. It opens up a, a whole other market for you. Yes, it truly does. Although I think if anybody from Audible hears this, is we should at least get the digital print when we buy an Audible book. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going uh, to say uh, thanks for uh, coming on, on uh, the show and uh, hope we can uh, do this again. Maybe Yeah, uh, for sure. Next time uh, you, you can bring uh, your PowerPoint and we can get visuals and explain a little bit deeper on the rest of the series. And, Absolutely. And uh, maybe some other topics. Not political for ones, sure. though. Yeah, for sure. Simulation ones, yeah. Simulation ones, like uh, you th- you think uh, we could be a simulation, right? Have you read the holographic universe? Mm-mm. You got to get that book. Thirteenth floor, and it's basically the same thing, right? <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, I'll have to check that out. The holographic universe. Uh-huh. I'll have to check that one out. Uh. Because, I, I, yeah, I mean, the more and more every new day, it just gets more and more that this is all a simulation. Or it's all in my head. Mm-hmm. It's one or the other. I believe it's mm-hmm. all in my head. And it's all a big old digital single, signal. You know, mm-hmm. suck through my eye holes. Crazy. Hey, man. <laughs> all right, man. Well, thanks for, th- again, thanks for coming on and, uh, Enjoy your Saturday. Appreciate it, man. Talk to you soon. All right, later, man. Later.